All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Thank you, Mr. Mann. Time to have Invest Wisely on your mind right now with our expert Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Now, the AKW KW Group invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks in custom-made portfolios that are designed for the client's particular needs, whether they're acquiring money right now for retirement, whether they are retired or just like to be in the market, they can do it all for you and also affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company internationally. So if you have any questions this half hour about the market, about how the AKW Group invests their clients' money, call us, 330-673-1234, and outside of Akron, toll-free, 800 100. Well, Walt, last week, again, the market showed itself to be pretty tough, actually having the best single week in about two years, in spite of the fact that the world situation continues to be grim. They found some good news out there. It sure did, Bob. Um, there were a couple catalysts, uh, no one single thing, but I think a confluence of factors last week that helped kind of revive the spirits of the market a little bit. Um, first of all, we saw oil prices uh, fall back down last week. Uh, the Federal Reserve met and clearly stated that they were finally taking uh, inflation seriously and uh, raised short-term interest rates on the Fed funds. Uh, I think there were also some thoughts and reports about maybe there will be a ceasefire. Maybe Russia has kind of overextended itself in Ukraine, and um, you know, the, the, at least some news out there that maybe you know there's going to have to be some talks. Uh, I think the uh, actions or inactions of China uh, definitely helped. Uh, I think there was a lot of worries about this escalating and something bigger. Uh, pr producer price index came a little bit uh, lower than expected, and, and that's off a very high consumer price index number. So the producer price shows us more inflation for businesses. So a lot of a lot of factors uh, that kind of happened last week, and what it really did is we saw a huge market rally. You know, the S and P 500 for the week was up 6.2% uh, for the week, finished at 4,463 uh, year-to-date. Uh, that cut the loss year-to-date down to 6.4%. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average Index was up 5.5% for the week and now sits only down 4.4% for the year. The NASDAQ also had a big rally, 8.2% for the week, uh, now sits down at 11.2% for the year. And the Russell 2000, the small mid-cap stocks, had a nice rally as well with a 5.4% increase, uh, now at negative uh, 7.1%. So I, I think one thing, Bob, this really shows, and it's kind of kind of my thoughts of, of how much this market's changed. You know, when I started in the business, you know, years and years ago, back in the, you know, uh, late 80s, early 90s, it, it was like watching paint dry. You know, a, a lot of... 
a lot of these activities and actions and price movements and markets just move so slowly. And today, everything just moves so quickly. So I think as, as bad as people were feeling um, last week gives a little indication of how fast things can change. So I think it's important, again, to maintain that investor perspective and you know, not get caught up in, in all these wall, this wall of worry that I think people get stuck on a lot of times, um, you know, de- derailing them from really good investment plans, taking them out of really good investments. Um, you got to have some confidence and patience and, and stay an investor. And of course, it's not that there's not a lot to worry about because we don't know how the Russian-Ukraine war is going to come out. What will be the uh, after effects of that? We still have uh, concerns about inflation now. And now they're worried about another COVID wave as there are lockdowns in China once again because of the COVID virus that could impact even further our global supply chains. So there's a lot to worry about. But when the Federal Reserve got serious about fighting inflation last week and they raised that prime interest, key interest rate, rather, uh, what is that rate hike? What was it? And actually, what does it mean for investors? Well, it's, it, it doesn't mean a whole lot, really, Bob. I mean, a, a 25 basis point rise on Fed funds, it's a very short-term rate um, that, that, that basically – uh, the Federal Reserve sets. It, it doesn't change interest rates very much. Um, what we did see is we saw the two-year Treasury move up quite a bit. Um, the two-year Treasury now is rated 1.96%. Um, so it had a, a nice move up in the three years at 2.15, which actually equals the 10-year Treasury at 2.15. So what you've seen is the rise in interest rate has moved the short end of interest rates up. Um, Long long rates have not changed very much. So, again, there's probably not a lot of belief uh, that rates will stay high for a long period of time. I think everybody knows the Federal Reserve has to rise, you know, raise rates to, to battle inflation. However, there's a lot of talk about what that might do to us economically. It might slow us down too much and might even push us towards a recession. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of different thoughts there. Now, when you look at, uh, again, what the, that means, you also had to look about the concern that what it's trying to do is slow down the economy to slow down inflation. Well, now people are saying, if you slow down the economy, is that going to lead to a potential recession? Are we headed toward a recession because of these anti-inflation moves? That's very possible, Bob. But, you know, a lot of the activity out there doesn't seem very recessionary. You know, I mean, when you look at People's appetites for travel, um, you know, again, Disneyland is full of people. Uh, Costco parking lot is full of people. You know, people are out and about wanting to get out after the pandemic. Um, you know, you, you see these pictures. I saw a picture of a house uh, you know, sent out there uh, out in California where 75 people were in line for a house that came up for sale in the $600,000 range. 75 people waiting to go through the house. Uh, these don't sound like, you know, huge recessionary issues out there. But but the reality is, yeah, if the economy, you know, slows down too much, if interest rates go up too too quickly and, uh, you know, activity slows down a little bit, the, the biggest part of our economy, which we always have to remind ourselves, is consumer spending. Seventy percent of our economy is what you and I and all the listeners do with our money. Uh, the government can only do so much. Businesses can only do so much. As consumers, we really control of the economy. So if we're confident and we're spending and we're out living our lives, uh, that's going to help keep pushing this economy forward. Now, when you look about the other metrics out there, you talked about fear, negativity, bearishness also. They are running, they say, at all-time highs. Individual investor sentiment, according to the American Association of Individual Investors, is at 49.8% remains bearish. 
Only 23% are in the bullish camp, and that would leave some 28% neutral. Now, is this fear, uh, negativity, and bearishness, anything you're seeing in, in, in your clients? Um, it's, I think for my clients, Bob, who are well-educated, it's, it's painful. It's not, it's not fear. It's, it's just pain. You know, no one likes to see downturns and changes in valuations and, you know, pushdowns in the market. But um, there is some fear out there, though. I think, the, as we talked about, there are a lot of people that entered the market that weren't investors. I think there's some panic there. Um, one of my gauges is also I work with a lot of financial advisors, and I have seen some financial advisors I work with get a little fearful, start to change, start to panic about performance, you know, because performance is down a little bit, you know, changing portfolios. The worst thing you can do, you know, is that a lot of times you're set up for a certain type of risk level, a certain type of return. The last thing you want to do is change in the middle of a, d- a downturn, you know, when when there's a drawdown, that's the last time you want to make changes. You want to do it, you know, when markets are in better condition. So I, I do see some fear out there. Uh, no fear in our, our you know, our, our group. We're extremely confident in what we do. Uh, we think we're well positioned as we move forward, and uh, we're excited. We, we think any new money coming in has a really good opportunity to do well. Now, of course, a lot of investors may want to reevaluate their risk levels in their portfolios. Is that common for investors to do that at this time? It is. Everybody, you know, nobody knows what risk is until they feel it. You know, I mean, I can sit with people all day long and say, you know, can you live with a 20% downturn? And and percentages, you know, people say, oh, sure, you know, I can do that. But then when your money, you know, if you have a million dollars invested and you wake up one day and it's showing on your statement at $800,000, it feels a lot different. So um, I think, you know, everybody's kind of got a a risk, uh, you know, kind of kind of an evaluation, a real world you know, punch in the gut of what risk really is all about. But but risk, Bob, is what creates returns. You know, without the willingness to take risk, you're, you're never going to get the types of returns that the market uh, offers out there. So, again, we're not saying throw all caution to the wind and just, you know, go out and take excessive risk. But, um, you know, sometimes it, it pays to take risk, and, and the returns, we've definitely seen them over the long run. Once again, we're talking to Walt Sukira of the AKW Group here in Akron. If you'd like to talk to him yourself, right now, call 330-673-1234. You're on the advice line. Or if you're listening online, w1hour.com, you can call toll-free at 800-669-4100 to talk to Walt Sukira about the market, about investing, and about your pet place in that scenario. Uh, time for the Trends and Insights section of the show. Walt does an incredible amount of research every single week and comes up with, I guess you might call them the factoids that uh, are of interest to the potential and real-life investor. Uh, Germany, and now as a, I'm aware of the fact of its dependence on Russian natural gas and coal could be a risk, and they've accelerated to generate 100% of their electricity with renewable resources. And Bob, I think this is a great thing. And again, we see that in our country as well, you know, every, the push towards clean energy and renewables, but it takes time. And, you know, Germany made this announcement, but again, the, the original target for them to do this was 2050. Uh, they're trying to move it up to 2035. It's still a long ways out. Um, you know, if, if you think about the importance of fossil fuels and coal and other, you know, resources, uh, for energy, there, there's still going to be a need for a long period of time. So no matter what we do, you know, with renewables and, and uh, you know, just clean energy, it's going to take time to make those changes uh, to get off our reliance of, of those other areas of the, of the, you know, old world energy. Another fact that uh, is interesting, even though we kind of assume that everybody is obsessed by the Internet, web access 
according to Internet Penetration Worldwide, is going to reach 66% by the end of the first quarter, which means we have a whole lot of people who still don't have access to the Internet. That's for sure. I mean, in North America, Bob, we're at 93%. Other parts of the world still are lagging. Europe's about 88%. Asia at 64%. Um, but yeah, 66%. I, I think it just shows the importance of technology. Uh, technology has really become the uniter, the, the way to communicate, the way to disseminate information, the way to, you know, to, to do a lot of services and, and, you know, types of things that we need, essentials uh, in, in the world anymore. So technology is not going away, and I think it just strengthens our trends on uh, some of these large tech stocks, that, that the power that they have, the financial power that they have, and the strong outlooks that they have looking forward. Now, according to S&P Global, uh, corporate share buybacks hit record-breaking uh, numbers in uh, the fourth quarter of last year and are continuing into this year. What are some of the most notable of those uh, corporate share buybacks? Well, Bob, I mean, it just helps so much with returns. And, and this is what gives us confidence, too. When you see companies buying back their own shares, uh, we talked about the importance of this. It, push, it pushes, you know, earnings, uh, the, the, the improvement of earnings up. You know, it basically, as we're saying here, buybacks increased per share earnings up to 4%. One in seven companies now have reduced the amount of shares that are out in the market. So we, we see this happening. There's less and less supply out there, more and more demand for investments. Um, this bodes really well for stocks. Um, you know, it, and it shows that companies are putting their money where their mouth is. So some of the free cash flow that they're generating, they keep buying their shares back. So again, another trend that gives us extreme confidence in, in stocks as we look over the long term. Well, now it's time for Stock Talk. Once again, if you'd like to talk with Walt Sakara of the AKW Group here in Akron about any particular stock that you own or would like to own or maybe are just kind of following and like to know what his opinion is, give us a call, 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100 and talk to Walt on this uh, uh, Sunday morning, almost the first day of spring. So now that stocks are winding down, they're reporting. For the uh, last quarter results, uh, it'll start all over again in the next few weeks as we look for the uh, first quarter of 2022 results. Uh, can you tell our listeners why it's important to evaluate these financial results uh, as they come in? Bob, I think it's it, it gets past then just buying stocks as these things that go up and down, you know, these things that have this risk that people don't understand. When you When you really take the time to understand that these are real businesses and you look at their revenue and you look at their profits and you look at you know, the trends and, and, and what they're doing in the world, the value that they're creating, it gives you a lot of confidence. This is a, what allows me to sleep at night. You know, if I just had my client's money invested in the stock market, I would never be able to sleep. But, you know, I have my comp- you know, client's money invested in really strong companies that have great financial power and, and really attractive valuations. And the 23 companies in our core equity portfolio, last, you know, if you look at their, their revenue per minute, $4,890,000 per minute, Bob, those 23 companies deliver, and almost $852,000 of profits. Um, you, you don't know those things unless you really dive in and look at the realities of the companies um, and take the time to understand what you're doing and what you're putting your money into. Let's take some calls now for Walt Sukira of the AKW Group here in Akron. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Morning. I was wondering if you fellows got your man bags over at Ollie's last week. <laughs> not, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of Ollie's, they're going to report earnings on Tuesday. Uh, you follow uh, Ollie's symbol O L L I. I sure do. Yeah, it's uh, actually there's one right over here in the Akron area, right by the old Chapel Hill Mall, and 
Yeah, pretty interesting retailer. Um, last two quarters, they've struggled a little bit, uh, but I think the long-term trends are really, really strong for, for Ollie's. All those dollar stores uh, reported are going up pretty good. I thought maybe Ollie's might be a sleeper. I don't know. They had supply chain uh, problems, apparently. Yeah, yeah, like I said, the last two quarters, they were down 7% sales, 21% sales a quarter prior, and they were off about 50% in earnings each of those two quarters. But I think they're looking for a turnaround, and, um, you know, I think supply chain was the biggest issue with those uh, those reports. So I think you're right on the money, Ken. How about uh, punching in VCSA, Van Casa, V as in Victor, C-S-A. That's kind of a real speculation. But it's uh, the guy that started that also started Open Table, and that was very, very successful. Right. So this is a uh, operates the online marketplace for vacation rentals. So they're competing right. in the yeah. vacation rental space out there, which again is a, a really strong trend right now as the economy's reopening. It looks like their revenue growth is phenomenal. Uh, last four quarters up seventy eight, seventy seven, eighty seven, eighty seven. So really strong uh, percentage growth in revenue. Our earnings still haven't turned a profit, so this is one of those stocks, Ken, that, you know, I, I wouldn't buy it yet for me, but again, if you, you feel they're going to turn that profit at some point in the future, then it's probably one to, you know, pay close attention to. Yeah, sometimes it's good to have a little bit of excitement in your life when you get old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. you guys have a good week. Thank you. All right, take care, Ken. Thank you for calling on WNIR. Go ahead. You're on the air with Walt Secura. Hi, Mr. Secura. Hi, how are you? Well, I'm good, except the stock market really sucks right now. And I do apologize about the sound. I'm calling from my car. I heard you guys. I was like, well, I have a question. Um, I have an E-Trade account that was doing fabulous that I invested um, for my husband passed, you know, his life insurance. And it was doing good. And, of course, things stay in a downturn. And, you know, we look and we see, for me, that you've lost $1,000 in one day. It's agonizing. But I have, like, my question is, I have two stocks that have still showed in the green is Shopify and JD. Mm-hmm. But even those, I didn't get out when Shopify was at, like, 1700 and some a share. And everything's down. Is it going to turn around? I mean, I haven't sold anything because I'm too greedy to take that type of loss. Right. But, you know, I've got about 18 stocks that I invest in. Mm-hmm. Um, a firm, uh, Under Armour, uh, about Wish, which was bad. Yeah, there's about 18 in my portfolio. Sure. And I followed, like, the Motley Fools. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I bought when they said to buy Shopify. So I bought that at, like, I don't know, under $200 a share. And when it was up to 1700 of course, I didn't get out. I kept thinking it would go higher. Right, right. But now I look at it, and I'm just sad. I mean, there's no other word for it. I'm just bad. (laughs) Well, I think a couple things you brought up here. Number one, I think diversifying is good. Um, That's definitely a principle we talk about, not putting all your money into one thing. So 18 different holdings sounds like you diversified well. Um, As far as recovery, you know, I... I think, yeah, the market has some potential to recover, but each one of these companies, like I said, that's the key, you know, understanding what you own and why you bought it. I, I think the biggest thing that people lack out there, I always say people, anybody can buy a stock, but you do have to know when to sell it. you got to work on that sell discipline. Uh, mm-hmm. I think over 30-some years of doing this, the one thing that I developed is a very strong sell discipline. I'm not afraid to sell a stock. 
Um, and you got to have reasons on why you sell it. You got to have firm rules, and you got to take the emotions out of things. So it, it takes a lot of time, you know, to build in a good sell discipline. So I'd say, you know, definitely work on that uh, that part of your investment portfolio. But uh, sounds like you're doing some things right, some things you got to keep working on. But I think long term, you know, we we do believe the market has some recovery potential here, and you know, we remain fairly uh, optimistic. But of course, we know what we own, and we know why we own it, and we do have a strong sell discipline. So, you know, just just take all those thoughts into consideration. Decision. Um, yeah, I've got various other... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I took the recommendations, like the Motley Fool, when to buy, and, you know, they send you sell notices and stuff. So, you know, I don't think I bought crappy stocks, I guess, for lack of a better word. You know, I don't want to get political, but I mean, I was doing really good year before. Um, <laughs> well, there are a lot of pressures out there, right? There are a lot of pressures out there, though. So I totally understand. You know that uh, the market's changed. I mean, you know, there was valuation issues. Uh, we felt that the market got very high at the end of the year, and um, you know, you did have to kind of look at again that sell discipline. It's, it's harder to sell in downdrafts, you know, downturns. It's, it's a lot easier to make those sell decisions when you have strong markets. Uh, making yeah. sure you're repositioning yourself to to have things that look good, no matter what happens with the market. So, um, you know, just just a constant evaluation and and a lot of work that goes into these portfolios. Well, thank you for calling here on WNIR, talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron at three three zero six seven three one two three four. Or 800-669-4100. Looking back at some more of the uh, uh, firms out there that have been reporting their results. Uh, Accenture, which is a consulting and services uh, firm, is part of your women's leadership portfolio. And they also reported uh, some good earnings in the last quarter. Are you still going to hold on to that stock? Yeah, we like Accenture, Bob. I mean, again, this is one of those companies that we feel we're strong about. They do uh, you know, consulting and outsourcing. Uh, they work with 89 of the top 100 Fortune Global 100 companies. You know, their clients, uh, SAP, Oracle, Microsoft, Salesforce, Workday, almost 700,000 employees out there. And if you look at their results, uh, 24% revenue growth. They did $15 billion over $12.1 billion and about 14% profits, uh, 254 over 223 a share. Um, so, again, a strong company in the right areas uh, and, and helping companies, you know, outsource some of those, uh, bringing on people's the, the largest expense in a business. So when you can outsource some of those activities, it surely helps. So we like Accenture here. We'll continue to be a, a holder. Williams-Sonoma, another holding in your women's leadership portfolio, also reported some very strong results. Uh, they really did. And, again, this is one of those high-end retailers. Um, you know, I really like here is the return on investment capital, extremely high, up over 60%. Um, they they have done such a good job with their data mining and their brand extension. Of course, they own the brands Pottery Barn, uh, the Williams-Sonoma Mainstake, you know, which is uh, high-end houseware equipment. Uh, they've also expanded into the Pottery Barn Kids Market and Pottery Barn's ten, uh, Teen Market, the West Elm a retailer, and they do a lot of uh, mail order and catalog order business, Bob, and that, you don't see that too often anymore. So they're executing at a very high level. Uh, revenues were strong. Profits were strong. And again, we like the, uh, the, the they compete, you know, in a very tough industry, you know, household you know, items are very competitive, but they're doing a really good job and they have a great outlook as uh, we look over the next couple of years. Some other stock news, not to, related to uh, earnings, but just some, some events last week. General Motors is going to pay just over $2 billion for the SoftBank Vision Fund's stake 
in a self-driving car startup called Cruise. Conventionally spelled, not like the old Chevy model, but it's a whole idea of this uh, self-driving car that uh, a lot of people are very skeptical about. Uh, absolutely. But, they, you know, GM is is investing heavily. Mirabera has done a really good job there, and she continues to invest in technology. So everything from electric to autonomous um, just shows you where the dollars are still being spent. Those trends are still moving forward strong, and uh, we like General Motors at these levels. And, of course, there have been other increases about automakers and their prices of their cars, and, and Tesla has hiked prices. They also are set to begin deliveries from uh, Giga Berlin by, uh, by this week. Uh, Tesla continues to execute at a very high level, and I'm sure the price increase that they put in will be received. Um, we're seeing it across the board, Bob, in just about every industry. These price increases are coming in, which, again, is just supporting that inflationary pressure talk that we talk about, but but companies that have the ability to, you know, increase prices a little bit to offset some of their costs are definitely going to have the ability to bring those profits to the bottom line, continue to reward shareholders. So um, we think the move from Tesla was probably well needed and uh, probably will continue to execute very well as we go forward. As we often remind you, the AKW Group in Akron is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Wealth Management Company worldwide, giving them access to all sorts of other client services, including estate plans, retirement planning, tax reviews, conversion analyses, social security analyses, stock options, transaction tax analyses. All these things are available to their clients, so it's more than just investing their clients' money, but really becoming a true advisor and so many of the other things that affect your money and your investments. So we have to keep that in mind when you talk about the AKW Group and this uh, impressive affiliation with the Robert W. Baird Company. Um, it is tax time. I was wondering if you would know any particular problems, people or questions they're having about their 2021 taxes. Uh, Bob, I think everything's gone pretty smooth from our end. Um, again, we have extremely you know strong uh, group that does a really good job servicing all the clients. They, you know, Allison and Abby and Kevin and uh, Sue, everybody's done a good job getting information out to the clients. We work very closely with a lot of CPAs. Um, even though we're not CPAs, we don't give tax advice. We do a lot of coordination of, you know, getting information over in a timely basis, answering questions to make that uh, tax process go very, you know, very much more smoothly for, for a lot of the clients we work with. But, um, I think, you know, tax time is always a tough time. It's a tough time for me. I, I never like to pay the tax, man, but uh, I think everybody's getting those uh, forms together, making sure they've got all the data to their CPAs and getting those uh, you know, tax documents ready to be filed on time. As one person once told me, if you're making money, you can, you're paying taxes. So if you're paying taxes, that means you're making money, which is a good thing. It's really, it really is true, Bob, and it's funny you bring that up, but, you know, when you sell things, sometimes you have capital gains, and, you know, if, if you're making money, you are generating a higher tax bill, and uh, sometimes people get a little frustrated with that because they don't like to pay more, but, you know, when you make money, paying taxes is not a bad thing, and, um, you know, my taxes have gone up steadily, and I, I kind of like it, kind of put a <laughs> smile on my face. Now, what's about the AKW group here in the uh, end of the, and almost the end of March? What's going on this year? You know, but we're continuing to work. Um, you know, Kevin's working on some educational events that uh, we're going to be announcing soon. We we put a big emphasis on education in our practice, and um, you know, everybody else on the team's just doing a real good job building relationships with the clients that we have. So we're getting to the uh, really the last week or so of March, um, and again, the market continues to surprise us. What do you think might be on the tap for next week? 
Uh, I think next week we, we got some economic data. We got a couple earnings reports uh, finishing up this quarter, and then we'll move into a new quarter. So lot lots to pay attention to, Bob. And they will be doing that all week long at the AKW Group, and you can uh, do it with them. If you'd like to become a client or just have some questions for, for, for Walt and his staff, give them a call in Akron at 234-466-7476. That's 234-466-7476. Or you can call them in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, Sue Marshall is there with her office at 412-480-5090. Talk to you next week. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Accenture, symbol ACN. Affirm Holding, Inc., symbol AFRM. Salesforce.com, Inc., symbol CRM. General Motors, symbol GM. JD.com, Inc., symbol JD. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Ollie's Bargain, symbol OLLI. Oracle Corporation, symbol ORCL. SAPAG, symbol SAP. Shopify Inc., symbol SHOP. SP Global Inc., symbol SPGI. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. Under Armour Inc., symbol UAA. Williams Sonoma Inc., symbol WSM. Workday Inc., symbol WDAY. And Context Logic Inc., symbol WISH. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities companies discussed during today's broadcast.